Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join their Record of the Month Club at www.joinvmp.com backslash WFSE. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's what happens when I'm not here for a week. Everything, everything just I falls guess everything apart. Just falls apart. We actually, me and Dakota did just fine without you. Yeah, no, it was fine. I listened back. It was really? Fine. Did you like it? Yeah. Are you was, proud? It was okay. You guys did a good job. I'm like slightly sick so I can feel my voice being slightly one octave lower Um, so for that I apologize unless you like it in which case I'll just stay sick I think when people are sick their voices sound better I do too I'm a firm believer in that yeah it's more like grounded I think yeah it doesn't have as many like doesn't have like any types of like pops or twangs no there's no pops or twangs it's mostly just like less irritating yeah yeah it makes me, like, in my head, I sound like that one vine where the guy's like, oh, no, Casey, don't fall. Casey, don't fall. And then she falls down the stairs. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, I think I vaguely remember that okay. one, although it's not in, like, my top favorite oh, it's, vines. it's in the top one of mine. Because the guy doesn't sound human. It sounds like there's, a like, a, an edited vocal there to, like, disguise their identity or something. But I don't know. Someone could just sound like that, and I would just be shocked, <laughs> frankly. We should have a whole episode dedicated to, like, Vine. Like, the music of Vine? Just, like, Vine. Oh, okay. Like, it could be a and-it-won't-turn-off thing. Okay. Just, like, Vine. Just Vines. Vines. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. Um, well, I mean, music of Vines could be interesting because there's a yeah. lot of, like, songs that got really overplayed Iconic in Vines. because of Vine, too. Like Shooting Star yeah. by Bag Raiders Ooh, yeah. and Feels by Jermaine. What about the one that was like, dun, 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 run, mm-hmm. and then the beat dropped? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know which one that is, but I know yeah. what song you're talking about <laughs> because of Vine, which is amazing. Thanks, Vine. The impact, <laughs> really. <laughs> Um, so, Natalie, what have you been listening to? What did you listen to over Easter break? Oh, gosh, so much. Um, these past few weeks, I mean, I've really been kind of listening to everything, but lately it's been more along the lines of Panic at the Disco, The Killers, Say Anything. Yeah. Uh, very nostalgic vibes to it. Um, no MB's new album was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the new stuff that just came out. Uh, let a lot of the weekend because his new EP kind of like destroyed everything. Well, yeah, I didn't care for the EP, but what it made me do is it made me go back and listen right. to trilogy in my EXO till we overdose playlist, and I made a new playlist called Weekends Samples and References, where I have wow. a song that he samples, for example, uh, like uh, Beach House, mm-hmm. Master of None, and then I'll have the song the actual song ah. underneath it so like party and the after party would be underneath it right. and the whole album goes or the whole playlist goes like that so it's fun well that's fun yeah that's really fun that's a great idea thanks you're really doing a service for the community you're welcome <laughs> what have you been listening to um i've also for some reason been listening to panic at the disco a lot yeah um also just like the whole vibe of like 2006 kind of like alternative slash punk i guess um, mostly because on Friday I went to Jukebox Breakdown, also known as Emo Night Cleveland, and lost my voice and probably got more sick, but it was fine because it was a really good time. Um, and there it was just like 
all the songs you would expect. It was a lot of Say Anything. There was My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco. There was a whole half hour of Taking Back Sunday. Um, it's my own personal hell right there. <laughs> <laughs> it got very fun when Make Damn Sure came on. Let me that tell is, you. That's a good song. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of that. It was really, really, it was really, really fun. But it kind of just left me in that mood to listen to, you know, that, that era. So I've right. been listening to my um, actual emo playlist. Um and then my, like, early 2000, the 2000s one that I have, basically. Right. Um, yes, yeah, definitely a lot of, like, older stuff. Yeah. I haven't been listening to a lot of recent things this year because there just hasn't been much that's there really, really hasn't. grabbed my attention a whole lot other than Rob Crow's album a couple weeks ago. Um, I've definitely been going back and listening to old things rather than new things that yeah. have come out, I feel. And especially, especially Panic at the Disco and the Killers. Um mm-hmm. Like, I know you, me, and our good friend Dakota hung out on Easter, and we played so much Panic at the Disco. It was almost all of Fever, I think. It was, yeah, a Fever You Can't Sweat Out. We had a bunch of stuff from Death of of a Black... Bachelor. (laughs) I wish I could talk. Death of a Bachelor. (laughs) Um, And we listened, and then you and me played Hot Fuss on the Mm -hmm. way back, and Mm -hmm. then... You missed it, because uh, then after that, I switched to Sam's Town after oh, I dropped you off. Wow, I can't believe you would do me like that. I know. Sam's Town's my favorite. <laughs> I know um. it is. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've definitely been in that mood. Um, and then yeah. I didn't mention that this morning I like went back on a Alana phase um, and started listening to her unreleased like Lizzie Grant, May Taylor mm-hmm. stuff. And it made me really sad because I realized that she'll never make music like that again. And it, it was just sad. Like, it was very, I mean, her unreleased stuff, well, basically, if if people don't know, uh, a few years ago, someone, like, stole her laptop and mm-hmm. leaked uh, her unreleased songs and stuff. So there are a lot of them are, some of them are produced in pop, but some of them are just her vocals and an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. She knows, like, three chords, and they all have variations <laughs> of those chords. Uh, but they're all really good. It's very, like, reminded me a lot of Fiona Apple mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Very 90s, very, like, a different time. Yeah. And I really like that side of her, but I don't think, you know, I don't think she'll go back to that. Right. So. Well, that's, like, I am, um, at some point over the weekend, I, I started listening to just, like, a lot of older Lady Gaga stuff. Um, I don't know why. It just kind of happened. And then... I listened to The Cure, which is, like, the song that she released last, like, this around this time last year that I, I literally had not listened to before. And it was just, like, so, like, removed from the stuff that she used to make. Like, it's it's just 100% pop. It's, it's that's it. And so it's more like, um, like, fame, do you think? No, not even that. It's, like, because fame, while it was, like, one, like, pop, like, exclusively pop, there was still more to it, like... The, the lyrics and the production kind of kept it more interesting than if it had just been, like, the straight-up pop songs at the time. But this is just, like, a modern pop song. So there was, like, Chainsmokers-inspired, like, electronic stuff. And it's just, like, a repeating chorus that's not super exciting or interesting. And, like, and it was interesting because on Spotify it has more plays than literally any of her other songs. Really? And I just, I, I don't know. It was just weird. Going I haven't from, heard like, it either, so that's why. Yeah, I'm, I'm and like, curious. I listened to it when it first came out, and I'm like, I don't love this, so I just went back to it. And like, it, while it's fine, it just it doesn't seem connected to any of her other releases, basically, um, both as Stephanie and as Lady Gaga. So right. that was interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I really like old Lady Gaga. Would I really you? like Fame and Fame Monster a lot. Yeah. Um, recently kind of got into Art Pop a little bit. I love Art Pop. Which was uh, kind of because of you, because you told me to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I really do like Art Pop. I think it, like, a lot of people liked it, but I don't think it got, like, the praise it could have. Um, it's definitely a very specific mood, but I, I like it. I think it's fun. Um, I liked it more than Born This Way at the time, like when it came out. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of just like them both, kind of. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, what's going on in the world of music? Well, this past weekend, Rapture was finally dropped on Netflix, which we actually talked about that yeah, a I, few episodes ago. I remember ago. it being a pun that I picked up on. Yeah, yeah, and that I didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, that came out. Eight episodes, I believe. Eight episodes long. Um, I watched the first few episodes so far. Uh, it's not bad. I came into it with really no expectations whatsoever mm-hmm. based on what I already knew about it. I didn't really think it was necessarily for me. Um, but, And I didn't read any episode descriptions either, which I kind of thought made it more fun. Because each episode I was like, who are they, who are they going to talk about next? Like, right. who's next? You know? Um, but episode, the first episode was Logic. It's great. Great first episode. <laughs> we really You've already lost it right away. <laughs> you know, it's a do- documentary about, like, shitty millennial rappers. No, I'm kidding. Um, you. Sorry, that put, rapper was... Put that away. <laughs> um, no, it actually wasn't even all, like, of new rappers either, because, like, Nas was in it, and, mm. and T.I. was in it, so, oh, like, okay. you know, whatever. But, um, for Logic, I... I didn't like Logic, or I, I don't want to say I don't like Logic now, because I think after watching this, I might go back and check them out. They but let's then. just say... <laughs> you drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> let's really. just, I know, they got me. The producers got me, but no. Um, definitely didn't listen to him before I, I watched this episode, or even still, but like, mm-hmm. it was a lot about his background story, and I think he has a pretty humble background story, which instantly kind of makes him likable. Uh, you know, his home life wasn't really that great growing up. Um, and, you know, I think you could still appreciate his story, whether or not you listen to his music, okay. to be honest. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. Um, he did come across as a pretty genuine person. At least they portrayed him as a pretty yeah, genuine got, person. Yeah, he got a good at it. Yeah, he got a good at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I guess the only thing I knew about Logic was the 1-800 song, which yeah. he even re- referenced that in it saying like that he acknowledges that even though the one song is what got him big and that's what got him the grammy nomination and that's what really got him out there and well known Mm -hmm. he's not the 1-800 guy like he has a lot more to offer than the one hit but i didn't that remains to be seen yeah we'll see and he said i'm gonna let the future determine that so but i don't know for the 1-800 song i didn't necessarily like the song but i like the message the message and kind of what came out of it so there was oh my god there was a lot about him and his wife which was just kind of like really sad and a little bit cringy because they're like in the middle of a divorce right now which was like announced like a week before this like dropped on netflix so like it's still as if they're together yeah yeah so like that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah but there's also there's g easy um I don't really like Jeezy. I think I had a face my freshman year of college, um, and then that was it. Oh, everyone has a face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, Nas was obviously good because it's Nas. Uh, mm-hmm. Two changes in it. Cool. Well, I'll probably check it out eventually. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Probably. It's not bad. I mean, 
It's not... I'm indifferent about it. I mean, okay. it didn't leave any last type of lasting impression on gotcha. me. Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, it's it sounds just like if you need to watch something yeah. and you're in the mood to just kind of learn about the backstories of some of these hip-hop legends. Or, like, listen to it in the background when you're yeah. doing something yeah. else. That's how a lot of Netflix yeah. stuff is for me at this point, honestly. Yeah. Um, have you seen... Speaking of Netflix, have you seen Nailed It? No. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Nailed It is this, like, sort of cooking competition, but it's bad. And, like, their goal, it's, like, these amateur bakers come in, and their goal is to recreate these, like, technically incredible and, like, really well-made, like, cakes and confections and stuff. And they have to just get as close to it as possible without having any classical baking knowledge. That's amazing. And it's it's really fun. That sounds um, and really And it just got fun. renewed for a second season, and I liked it a lot. Um, I watched it over. I watched it over break. Is it like Cake Boss, but for dummies? Well, it's more like it's like um, like Cupcake Wars if the mm-hmm. host was likable, and it had better guests. Okay. So it's fun. <laughs> it's really wild, and it does not take itself seriously at all. So I like that. That yeah. sounds like. A very unique, fresh take. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Um, up next, Dark Spring, the new single from Beach House's new album, Seven, um, is out alongside a video directed by Zia Anger. And it's good. I like it. I like, I it, a like lot. it. Honestly, I'm I'm very excited for this album. I have a feeling that it's going to be one of my favorites. I from just... them or just like f- this year? Uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, um, because I just, I don't know. Lemon Glow grew on me. Lemon Glow really grew on me. Yeah. Honestly, like, I even, I'm contradicting what I said a few episodes ago when we talked about it when it came out, how I said, I don't think this will really go down as one of my favorite Beach House songs. <laughs> but That's now. not true anymore. <laughs> like, I really, it's quickly well, becoming yeah, one of my favorites. Two other singles have been, Dive and, and this one. Yeah. Um, and I really like Dive, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, and this one, like, I don't have as immediate a positive reaction to it, but I'm sure I will when it's, like, mm-hmm. on the album. I think it's a solid opener. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, it yeah. It sets a mood. It definitely sets a mood, especially the video. Like, it's all black and white, mm-hmm. and it's, like, close-ups mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. uh, a good vibe. But, I, but yeah. And it comes out four days before my birthday, so that's cool. That's really exciting. <laughs> Aw, happy birthday. Oh, thank but, you. yeah, if, if, honestly, if the album sounds anything like the singles they've been dropping, I think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So... I, I agree with you. Um, kind of on a similar note, um, Melody's Echo Chamber, um, who is like just a, sort of a solo project by someone, um, their second album is coming out finally after after like six years since their last one, I think, um, which was just called Melody's Echo Chamber. And it's really good, and it has um, like a ton of great songs on it, and I love it, and I love that album like so much. But um, the new one will be coming out at some point this year. Um, I think I think uh, June fifteenth. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, on Fat Possum. Pre-order it here. Click. Um, it's only going to be seven songs, but there is a video out for the first song, "Breathe In, Breathe Out," um, that you can find on Stereo Gum or probably on YouTube um, if you're interested. But her music is very like dream pop, shoegaze, and we've definitely played a few of her songs on Subverse before. Subverse. So. Wednesday um, nights, seven yeah. to nine. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm glad every episode we've never failed to like drop like that yeah. in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> really great. Yeah. Um, you know what else happened? Yo, what else uh, happened? Morrissey launched a new website to house his essay on how much he hates the independent. Um, great. 
Yay. Thanks, Why? Morsi. Somebody stop him. <laughs> he can't. He, like, he literally cannot be tamed. Like, he's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to wear stupid, ugly tracksuits on stage. He's going to cancel performances because he can smell meat cooking. Like, he he doesn't care. He's a diva. He's more of a diva than Mariah Carey. He really is a diva. Like, like because people... That's a hot take, too, as well. Because Mariah Carey. Like, <laughs> like, that... Do you recall the New Year's performance? Oh, of course I do. Oh, my God. That meltdown, like... I was, like, there and watching it live. Well, okay, it wasn't in New York City, but, like, watching it, watching on, it on TV, just watching yeah. it unfold, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, and then last year she kind of redeemed herself. She hit yeah. those notes. She did what she had to do. She put the work in. Yeah, but, like, still Morrissey, like yeah. one, it'd be different if his last album was good, but it's not. Um, it would be different if, like, he wasn't a... If any of his solo stuff was good? Well, he early, okay. early Morrissey. Sure. Post Smiths is fun. Like, Your Arsenal's a good album. Um... But yeah, it's just, it's rough. And like, it sucks that he keeps kind of like tarnishing the name of this band that so many like mm. young depressed teens cling to. Right. Because um, it's like, it kind he's of. like kind of not a great person. Yeah, that's so. what it seems like anyway <laughs> yeah. from, from his public persona. So it's just kind of upsetting, but it keeps going. And at this point, it's just kind of like a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> like any press is good press to him, I guess. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's so. That's fine, whatever. The Queen of Pop is returning. The Canadian goddess herself, Carly Rae Jepsen, has a new song and a new album coming out at some point this year. Um, It's like 30 seconds of her song called This Love Isn't Crazy, and you can watch it on Instagram. Um, She also changed her Spotify picture. Right, which we talked about. And, like, that's the sign that something's coming. Um, This new album's apparently going to be more um, disco-inspired than 80s synth. Um, so that'll be fun and exciting, and I hope it sells well. I hope it's Emotion Side C. <laughs> Emotion Side C. No, Here yeah. it is. I think I'm re- really excited for this. I I think, you know, I think it's about time. I think we're due for some new oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, uh, and this time, the people can't sleep on it because everyone likes Carly now. Like, when Emotion came out, like, no one was really Yeah, no, I, I agree. Into her. I didn't even like her, really. Mm-hmm. So, because everyone's like, "Isn't that the Call Me Maybe girl?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. She grew up. <laughs> she makes really good music. Yeah, because that's that's exactly what I would think too. Like. Yeah, people kind of didn't think about it, and then it turned out to be like one of the best pop albums in recent memory. So. Boom. Boom. <laughs> hey, did you hear that? Uh, regular ass physical sales got Jack White to the top of the Billboard 200. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> Um, well, first of all, that headline, though, I, I directly read the headline, <laughs> um, word for word. Like, that hasn't happened in a minute. Yeah. And it's Jack, why Jack White? <laughs> like, first of all, why is Jack White, let's just not even think about streaming versus physical. Why is this album chart topping at all? Okay, that's just my hot take. We can go Well, no, back. that's fine, because, like, <laughs> last year, U2's album, Songs of Innocence, got the same thing. Or whatever the last album was. But, like, that got to the top of the charge and, like, best of lists, even though it wasn't that great at all, really. And it was just, it was so popular. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. Right. I really don't. Yeah, and YouTube's album, remember when it was, like, top ten? Yeah. It was, like, number three on, um, on best albums. On of, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of the year. And it hadn't even come out yet? And it hadn't come out yet. I'm like, <laughs> who? <laughs> Um, you really have that much faith just, in you too. Jack White's solo stuff, 
following the demise of White Stripes and like following his stints with like the Dead Weather and everything. It's like, like, are you sure? Are you sure that this is the artist you want to vote for with your hard-earned money? Like, right. Yeah. Blunderbuss is not great. Lazaretta was not great. It's just been like nothing he's done except like if you're already a super big fan of Jack White, then I guess I get it. Right. Because if you like Jack White, then you're going to like everything he makes probably because it's going to be out there. It's going to be weird and it's going to be like a tribute to Captain Beefheart, who, by the way, his record label, Third Man, um, is going to be reprinting Trout Heart or Trout Mask Replica um, on vinyl, which is exciting. But regardless, um, I just don't understand how he still has this big of a following right. in 2018. And also, the vibe I kind of, the way that this whole thing has been presented, I kind of got the vibe that um, basically if you're a fan of this kind of music, you're going to buy physical copies, whereas if you're a fan of rap, you're going to stream which I feel like I don't think that's necessarily I don't, true. I that's but that's how it's being presented. Well, that's I mean, if yeah. you're a diehard Jack White fan, you're not on the internet. You find out things about Jack <laughs> White through like smoke signals. Like he doesn't let see people have cell phones at his concerts. Like <laughs> True. True, very true. Yeah, I don't know. Very odd, but yeah. <laughs> You go, I guess. Whatever. Make, I mean, make that money, save your record label that's failing. <laughs> whatever, dude. No. Anyway, <laughs> while you stew on that, we'll be right back with a fun segment that was inspired by a Twitter post. So stay. Timeline was a Twitter with albums of the decade over the weekend. Um, so I naturally put mine together. It took like five hours because I'm very indecisive. And a lot of good music has come out, believe it or not, in the 2000s. Um, but the prompt essentially was to just list your top albums of the aughts. So from 2000 to 2009. Um, one album, one album only. It's hard. It's, it is it's hard. Really hard. And I made mine under duress yeah, and pressure because we true. had to uh, record this. So I made mine in 20 minutes. And I'm pretty happy with it considering the fact that I only spent 20 minutes looking through like nine years worth of music. Uh-huh. So um, I think I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um let's go down. We'll, we'll just do each year, I guess. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. Um, so my decision for 2000 was Kid A. For reasons, because it's my favorite Radiohead album. Um, while it is the most pretentious Radiohead album next <laughs> to Moonshade Pool, I think it's the best one. Um, and it's the one that really got me kind of listening to them more than anything else, because I thought what it, it does is just so, like, unique. And especially at the time, I wasn't, mm. you know, I'd never really heard anything exactly like that. So it was really good. You know, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Pitchfork review. The Pitchfork. The, um, <laughs> it's like comparing an aquarium to, to blue, blue construction, construction paper. paper. Ugh. All right, am I going? Yeah, Is that how we're doing? We're switching? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
wasn't sure how you wanted to go about this. No, okay. um, So for my 2000, I was actually going to put Kid A, but then I thought of something that really I just needed to put instead, and that's White Pony by Deftones. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love everything about White Pony. Um, I also love Around the Fur, but that mm-hmm. came out in 1997, I think, so, you know. Yeah, that's another one. But um, I just love it. My change, like, I can't even express to you how change is like it's so good like the emotion behind it yeah there's just so there's so many good things on that album so yeah so that had to be my 2000 that's a good one that's Um, a good one you know grungy very natalie very natalie very on brand (laughs) yeah um my 2001 pick was daft punk's discovery not only is it not only is the daft punk's best album it's also really good and just has banger after banger, basically. Um, I love, actually, like, while One More Time is very important, whatever, um, Too Long is one of my favorite things. And there's just so many good things. And, like, it set the tone, really, for a lot of 2000s electronic. Um, and it's, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a critically important album, so. Right. It's very, uh, it's a coincidence, because that's also my discovery. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I really, I remember walking, anytime you would walk into any Abercrombie Fitch, any Hollister, oh, yeah. one more time was bumping. And that's, that's just like a theme for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, it kind of takes, I don't know. One more time. You gotta celebrate. <laughs> takes me back into the Hollister. All that <laughs> perfume. <laughs> no, but really it is good. And it, it is an important album. And like you said about it, setting the tone for electronic music to come, um, it's definitely a good one. I don't know why I said robot love when it's digital love, but that's fine. Um, we, all, we all do stuff. And then it also had, like, face-to-face is so good, too. Like, it had the whole anime video thing that went with it, with all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of just really good and monumental, and I remember watching it all the time, like, when I got back from school and stuff. Yeah, I also really, I love Harder, Better, Faster, faster stronger, stronger, so. Yeah. 2002, Turn on the Bright Lights. Shocking. Definitely shocking. Shocking, I'm sure. you. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, who knew that I would pick an Interpol album, specifically the Interpol album, really, um, for my 2002 pick? I, I just don't know. But it is so good. Like, start to finish, I will never, ever, ever get tired of this album, no matter what. Like... It's Untitled is amazing, Obstacle 1 is amazing, and it just keeps going until the end. And then Leif Erikson is, like, such a good song and even a good closer. And the 10th Anniversary Edition has just, like, more stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's perfect, really. Um, Mine was also Turn on the Bright Lights, so we can keep on going talking <laughs> about this. Uh, yeah, I I think the first song I heard was Obstacle 1. Yeah. and Which is actually the second song, but... I just was like, oh my goodness, where has this been all my life? Mm-hmm. Like, perfect road trip song, uh, perfect road trip album ever. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it, the thing about Interpol is like, it sounds like very like rock and, and almost like rock pop at some times, but like 
when you look beyond, when you look deeper into it, it's like the introduction to Blue Velvet, David Lynch's film, where, like, it just keeps zooming in closer and closer and closer into the ground until you get to, like, the bugs and all the dirt and the grime and stuff. And it's, like, every Interpol song has so many, like, layers to it and irony and, like, it's just, it's such an important album. It really is. And I love it. Um, Stella was a diver and she was always always down. Um, plays on subverse. Often. Just so you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, another kind of related story to when you were talking about Discovery. Um, Say Hello to the Angels came on when I was an American Eagle, when I used to shop at American <laughs> Eagle all the time. And I was just like, I'm in love, basically. I'm going to keep s- going to the store all the time. I didn't, but <laughs> it was cool to hear it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, so what was your... 2003. Um, my 2003 was King Ghidorah, Take Me to Your Leader, which is a project from MF Doom, the supervillain. And it's probably one of, if not his best, work. Basically, um, every song on it is is pretty solid, but specifically Phasers and Next Levels. Um, they're just, they're so perfectly well produced and just layered and the features are used well and while it's really early 2000s like hip hop um, it feels more than that because of like the instrumentation that's being used Mm. it feels more like diggable planets Um, and it's just the way that samples from like Godzilla movies and stuff have been used to kind of tell a story alongside the rap and the instruments right that was really really cool cool. like the whole sampling thing yeah. I liked that a and lot. And he definitely does that a lot with pretty much all of his releases um, because MF Doom's, like, persona is basically um, Doctor Doom from Marvel. So, like, you get bits of sound from the Marvel cartoons with Doctor Doom and Fantastic Four stuff kind of overlaying or introdu- introducing or closing songs, and it's really, really sick. 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 <laughs> I've never heard you use that adjective before. Yeah, I, don't I don't know how it makes I think it's an feel. adverb, I think. Oh, well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, my 2003 was Sad Songs for Dirty Lovers by The National. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like, I think in terms of early National, this is the best early work of The National. Um, like, 90 Mile Waterwall mm-hmm. is probably one of my all-time favorite songs I just, it's so sad. The whole, <laughs> the whole album is so sad. And I yeah. mean, I just respond really well to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the whole thing is just super emotional and like. I feel like this is definitely one of those things that takes you on a journey. Mm, uh, yeah, I really like Murder Me, Rachel. I've all, just like the title got me and then the song <laughs> kind of kept me, basically. Right, right. Yeah, no, it was all very good. A lot of stuff, like, about him and his wife and, you know, mm-hmm. really good. Good stuff. Uh, sad songs for dirty lovers. Yeah. Um, my 2004 was Pinback Summer in Abaddon. Um, it's, as as far as I'm concerned, it's, I think, the best Pinback album. But it has a lot of, I mean, there's, there's room for debate <laughs> with it, basically, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But um, it's just, it has... Fortress, which is like the one song that people generally know. Yeah, if I know that one. If it's not Crutch or Penelope, it's Fortress. Um, which, and, sorry, uh, okay. it actually wasn't, Fortress wasn't even the first song I heard. It's actually How We Breathe off a totally different album. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a that's a great one, too. But 
from non-photo blue down to fortress it's just like a perfect run basically um soaked three by zero really solid and then yellow ones into afk is amazing and afk just like it just goes like it starts off kind of um slow and and normal for a pinback song and it it takes off into this like emotionally charged kind of like almost anthem basically and hearing it live was amazing like they played most of the album when i saw them last and like it's just it's such it was like a a transcendental experience for me (laughs) a transcendent experience excuse me transcendental Um, yeah whatever you know it was great and amazing, and I love this album so much. Nice. What year are we on? 2004. All right, great. <laughs> uh, my 2004 was Hot Fuss by yeah. The Killers for obvious reasons. Um, I think <laughs> I used to listen to this. Well, my school, I don't know, when. maybe I was in fifth grade. I don't know. We used to go on, like, walks, like, in it a was, circle it was in the fifth park. Grade when okay. Yeah. Um, we used to go on, like, walks around a circle in a parking lot to mm-hmm. get, like, our exercise for the day. Like, that was part of my class. Um, so I would break out my CD player yeah, I, and, and my headphones, and I would, uh, on the walk, listen to this because you were allowed to have that stuff. like an old lady going through a mall. Yeah. yeah. You're allowed to have, like, that's about right when iPods started becoming a thing, too. So I think I, at some point in the year, I got an iPod. I still had my CD player for a right. while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a great time, and I just, ugh. front to back, so good. Jenny was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Starts off, we got the good vibe here. Like, I, you know, I didn't kill her. Yeah. yeah. That's the vibe we always want to go for. Then there's the one that everybody knows, Mr. Brightside. Still a good jam, though. Well, Mr. Brightside has been on, like, the charts since this album came out. Which is crazy. It has never left, yeah. both in U.S. and U.K. Everybody knows it. Like, I just saw somebody made a tweet about it the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's so relevant still, like, and it's never not going to be. Yeah, and the music video is iconic. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then "Smile Like You Mean It" also a pretty popular one. That, that my, one's really good. My theme song. <laughs> I did. Um, it, I think again in like fifth or sixth grade, I did. We had a project where you had to like turn a song into like like referencing something we learned in science mm-hmm. class so i changed smile like you mean it into like viruses and bacteria and like <laughs> it was really good maybe i'll sing it one day um and then all these things that i've done hands down the best song on the album yeah. in my opinion yeah i agree um, and then and your star is good too on top so good such a good jam i there's also like a song that has my name in it so I just feel <laughs> some type of way about this clearly since i've been going on and on and not shutting no, up it's, so it, yeah <laughs> It's an important one. It's it's a good one. It's still not my favorite Killers album, but it's a really Samstown good one. is so good. I will give you that. Like Samstown, Samstown is, is really so good. good. And it was almost I almost wanted to put it on for one of mine, but I didn't want to have two Killers, Killers albums. So, so I was like, no. Yeah, I I understand. <laughs> um moving to 2005, Block Party Silent Alarm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um most people know Banquet or Helicopter from Guitar Hero. Um, That's honestly how I've discovered <laughs> Block Party, so I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> and it's just start to finish so good. It it like it sets this punk British mood, and it just it's more than just punk. It's like the instruments are amazing. Um, Keeley's voice is just so different from like other people's in the scene, and that's kind of always has been Block Party's strong suit. It's just how unique they sound. It's very like even. 
say I heard a song and I didn't know it was Block Party, I would know when I heard his voice. Exactly. Like, it's that distinct. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, my favorites on here have always been um, Banquet, Modern Love, and Compliments. I was going to um, say Banquet is my favorite, yeah, I would Yeah, Banquet's think. amazing. Um, they're all they're all good. They're they're like legitimately all good. Um, I have played my CD of it so much that it just skips at this point. Like I can't. We listen. were talking about that one day about what CDs yeah. we played so much. That I they can't. Skip. I can't listen to the CD anymore because it is broken because I played it too many times. Um, there was a B side from it called Skeleton. That is my favorite Block Party song, and it's not available on any of the U.S. versions of anything. Basically. Um, it was from the same EP as Helicopter. Hmm. And in the U.S. one, it's just two remixes of Helicopter instead of Skeleton. And that's how it is on Spotify. And it's the most upsetting thing because it is such a good song. And if you haven't heard it, look it up immediately, right now. Right now. Everybody stop what you're doing. And oh look God. up Skeleton. <laughs> no, that one is really good. Um, almost as good as the one I picked for 2005. It was a toss-up for me between these two. Really? Yeah. Uh, mine is A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. Arguably um, the most important informative album S- of is, my life. <laughs> this is another album I would take with my CD on the walks, but <laughs> really though, it's 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 just so it's it's weird, it's fun, <laughs> it flows so nicely. Every it's mm-hmm. just like a seamless flow from introduction mm-hmm. to build God then we'll talk. And, and it was so much different than anything else. That's the that thing. Was it was when it came out, that was so unique. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and it, I mean it made a statement and it became really popular. Yeah, like, and it inspired like Hello, goodbye, and like right. never shout never, <laughs> and I just I mean a lot of other similar bands. Definitely not a song I can say on here is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what my favorite would be. Mine's time to dance. Time to dance is really good. <laughs> I was thinking, oh boy, yeah, oh boy. There's a good reason these tables are numbered, mm-hmm. honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I also liked the long titles, which is I mean. Fall Out Boy. Yeah, Fall Out Boy, yeah. Mayday Parade, do that too, but like, yeah. Panic at the Disco did it better. Just like, and I still, I still listen to it, like on if not a daily, a weekly basis. Which like, really speaks to how impacting it was. I yeah, think the fact absolutely. that we still listen to, we're not the only people to. A lot of people still listen to it, so like, it's still good. Yeah, I used to play it. Um, I had a blue and yellow portable CD player that I would play it on, um, and I remember one time I was just in my room listening to it, like, shouting the lyrics. And my mom was like, did you just say shit? I'm like, um... <laughs> no. It was just, it's in the song. Because <laughs> um, we used to, like, listen to it in the car whenever we were going places and stuff. So I would just take the CD and listen to it over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a toss-up for me between that and uh, Is a Real Boy. But yeah. I think Panic... I had to choose Panic, I Makes think. Sense. My 2006 pick is Shut Up, I'm Dreaming by Sunset Rubdown. Um, I know like three people probably have heard of Sunset Rubdown, and that's fine, because let me tell you, um, <laughs> it's Spencer Krug from Wolf Parade. He's the other singer. You'll know as soon as you hear you it, basically. <laughs> um, he's gone on, like, I, I love all of his music, basically, um, and... When I first found this album, I was just so, like, taken aback with how, like, weird and non-conventional it was, um, how layered the songs were, how interesting his lyrics are. Like, his lyrics don't make any sense when you just, like, hear them. But when you go back and you read, like, what he's saying, it paints this picture. And, like, 
it's so vivid and imaginative, really. And most of his work is. Um, since Sunset Rubdown has sort of broken up in 2009, he started doing solo stuff under the name Moonface, um, which has just produced like song after song that I just I love. Um, and while my favorite album of his isn't this one, it spoke to me so much that like I had to pick it for right. for this year. Right, and I think that could be said for um, some of that I picked. It might not necessarily be my favorite release by them, but definitely an important one for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Wolf Parade, so I'll yeah. probably definitely check um, that out. Probably. For me, it was between this and Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. I looked at that when I was considering mine. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that because I do really like Amy, Amy Winehouse a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up going with Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. It's a good one. It's good. It's it's for me. That's the CD that skipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I played it too much. Um, really good. Obviously, Danny California and Snow. Hey oh. Hey oh. We're probably the the better ones on the album. Uh, but overall, it's it's very good. Very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a time. It's super long. You need to like devote a whole afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> to the, listening to it. Um, I think I've told the story before, but like I have a ton of copies of stadium arcadium because i'm like oh cool stadium arcadium is only like five dollars and then i get it realize i have like four copies of it at home and it just kept happening every time i went to the record store how like... i don't i don't know because i just i i buy it and i'm like that's awesome and then i don't think about it for a while i'm like oh that'd be cool to have well you know what i think one of mine is scratched so like <laughs> yeah. i could just take one of yours off your yeah no for you. i'll hook you up absolutely <laughs> If you're looking for a copy of Stadium Arcadium on CD in dubious condition, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right. What's your 2000? What are we on? 2007? Well, I'm glad you asked um, because it's Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System. Great record. It's really good. And I didn't get into it in 2007. So I guess it's kind of like it's it's in a it's kind of retrospective for me um, because I didn't really get into LCD Sound System until like high school. But. Like this, this is my favorite record from them, um, basically. And all of the songs, just like all my friends specifically, like got me through a whole lot of things um, in high school, basically. So I, it would be like, it would be wrong of me to not include this on the list in some way, shape, or form. Um, and New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down is just a very important song in general. That is a very important song, probably my all-time favorite that LCD Sound System has ever released. And uh, someone great like make used to just literally bring me to tears every time I'd listen to it. So that's something. I honestly, I think, <laughs> I think the first time I heard that song, I cried. <laughs> yeah, no, because you think <laughs> of someone. Kind of embarrassing. You, you th- <laughs> like, you can tell from the lyrics that there is something to this song that is important to James and to the band. And, like, when you hear the lyrics, like, you, it's hard to not think of someone. Mm-hmm. And that just used to make me emotional. Right. Like, all the time. But we'll cut this out so people don't think, though, you know, we're no. too emotional. No, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, just kidding. For 2007, for me, was it was kind of a toss-up between Spill Canvas, uh, mm. No Really, I'm Fine, mm-hmm. but I ended up going with, rightfully so, In Rainbows by Radiohead. Yeah. Um. 
not my favorite Radiohead album, but a very good one and one that I really wanted to I include love, for the I year two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I really do. I feel like I feel like people when they think of Radiohead, they either think of Kid A or OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and yeah. if, I feel like this one isn't necessarily the one you think of, but it's really good. So yeah. I mean, check it out. If, I mean, if you haven't, yeah, if you live under a rock. <laughs> 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 but yeah, fifteen step. That song is so good. I think it's definitely one of their more accessible songs uh-huh. um, in terms of just, it's kind of more, I don't know. I don't want to say the word funky, but. But it's funky. You can, yeah, it's funky. Yeah. Can, you can groove to it. I don't as, know. As everyone knows, Weird Fishes Are Peggy is one of my favorite Radiohead songs. Very good song. I love it. I put that on your playlist <laughs> too, I think. Um, I love even every cover of it too. Like Phanogram's cover. Phanogram's of it cover was really is good. amazing. Yeah. And the Nordpole Orchestra did a whole Radiohead thing, um, just using songs, and their version of it is just really fun. It's really good. Um, it's not, and it's not a heavy listen either. Kid mm-hmm. A is a heavy listen. This yeah, really you need isn't. to. You need to. It's an active <laughs> listen album, is what yeah. that is. Yeah. So definitely check out in Rainbows. I'm saying this as if it's new. It's is not it? new. It's, it's like, <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, just in case you haven't heard of in Rainbows, by Radiohead yet, <laughs> go back and listen out. to it. Is really what I was trying to get at. <laughs> Give it another chance. Yeah. If you haven't. Yeah. Um, my 2008, another shocker. Probably for me is Dance Gavin Dance's self title. Wow, I'm surprised. Um, you should be. You should be shocked. Um, I, I've never seen you in a Dance Gavin Dance t shirt before. Dance Gavin Dance merchandise. <laughs> um, and I might be seeing them in June, and I'm really excited. Um, because usually when they play in Philly, I am at school, and it is so aggravating. But now they're doing a summer tour as if they knew. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dance Gavin Dance is an interesting band in the sense that. They didn't really get super popular until, like, three years ago. And their music style has kind of changed a little since their early stuff. Um, They've had three different lead singers for various reasons. Um, The first one was Johnny Craig, and he is, like, voice of an angel, personality of a brick. Everyone hated him. (laughs) Um, And in this era of Dance, Cap, and Dance in 2008, like, it just everything worked together. Everything gelled. It was so good. Um, As per usual, the guitar work is impeccable and amazing and like this album made me want to learn how to play guitar even though it didn't actually end up happening um it's a thought that counts alex english like was the first song i heard by them and it just it struck me and i have not been able to stop listening to them since basically um hot water on wools amazing uneasy hearts way the most legitimately a perfect song um, Caviar with Chino Moreno from Deftones is really solid. Anything and, with Chino is probably going to yeah. be good. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites on the album, alongside Skyhook, um, which is the one that people don't generally give the credit it deserves, but it's really fun and really good, and I love it. Thank Great. you, Dance Kevin Dance. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> my 2008 Midnight Boom by The Kills. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this is a pretty special album to me. I don't. I don't know if I've even really ever talked about um, how much I like the kills. I probably have. You have like in passing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really like delved delved into it yeah. really. Um. But yeah. Well, the first song I heard was um Sour Cherry because it was it was in a movie I think or something. <laughs> no, it was and it was really good. No, I think it was in Gossip Girl. That's right. That makes sense. Gossip Girl actually played a lot of the kills music when this album first came out because it was it came out right before the first season aired but you know it's just a tidbit (laughs) (laughs) um but that song was really good it was really fun i really liked the vibe the kind of rock 
female rock oriented mm-hmm. kind of that is thing. Like gritty. Yeah, it's yeah, like, very gritty. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. That's a good word for it. Um, so then, obviously, I went back to, and I. You are a fever is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got um, both of them singing. Future starts slow is my favorite song by them. Still. That's a really good song. It's not on this album I know. though. I know. <laughs> that is really good. Um, that also that played in Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, <laughs> from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I really just hook and line is really good. That's another gritty like, like yeah. let's go murder someone (laughs) kind of like that food um get your girls we're going (laughs) um and then black balloon i really like it's definitely it's more of a slowed down Mm -hmm. um kind of i don't want to say grungy but uh grungy it's grungy a little uh, just more um kind of sad Mm -hmm. um but not like raw it's raw that's good. Yeah. I like that. I like your adjectives today. Um, but yeah, really good. I think it's my favorite Kills record. Um, I also really like, I love the album artwork. I've been trying to get the poster for like years and I haven't really found a version that um, I liked. So yeah. I could probably hook you up. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Half the posters in my dorm are just ones that I've made on like um, 11 by 14 sheets of paper with like a glossy print on them. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> It's too late there. Too late, yeah. Um, 2009, we have the same album. Yes, because it's so good and it deserves to be the best. Arguably one of the most important albums in the pop world Florence and the Machine's Lungs. Uh, It's. Every song is good. Every song is perfect. Every song is perfect. I can't say that enough. Every song is perfect. Yeah. Like, Dog Days Are Over was the song that, like, took over the radio. Right. When it came out. Um, Rabbit Heart, so much fun. I'm Not Calling You a Liar was used in the credits for Dragon Age 2, and I'm like, why? What? But also awesome. <laughs> but also I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, Howl. Howl's really good. Oh. That's just like, <laughs> so get up, I'm going to get up and dance kind of thing. Kiss with a Fist was the same way. Really, that was in Jennifer's body. Yeah, Kiss with a Fist yeah. is like really fun and kind of classic sounding. Yeah. It's like a, it's more of like a 60s rock vibe on it, and that's really cool. Um, Girl with One Eye, that's on my Vengeful, that's mm-hmm. on the Vengeful mm-hmm. bitch playlist that we made, because that's basically, that's what inspired me, me to make it, so yeah. thank you to Girl with One Eye. That's like really like, you wronged me. I'm going to cut your face off. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic Love and Hurricane Drunk, as well as You've Got the Love, are three of my favorites on here. My all-time favorite is Cosmic Love yeah. uh, off this, specifically. Um, it was also the theme song for season two of Vampire Diaries. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but I'm that one is good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now people know how much of a loser I am that I watch Gossip Girl <laughs> and Vampire Diaries. Like, we need That's to edit all those references out immediately. No. Um, but... That was when I was in high schools, to be fair. Right. So. Such a different time. Such a different time. No, but um, <laughs> Cosmic Love, I love, I mean, there's definitely harp in a mm-hmm. lot of, not just Cosmic Love. She loves the harp. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it yeah. sounds amazing. But I could, it's really in this song specifically where it really gets to, um, with the, the, it makes it really the like a dreamy and the closing, vibe. Yeah. yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, you've got the love, great mm. closer. Great closer. That's really You've just like got the love. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite. Like I guess happy. It's go a very lucky love song. Yeah, um, yeah. very good. And she, the thing about Florence is she, her yeah, voice such an is amazing. amazing. Voice. Like she can really hold out those notes crazily. Yeah. No, and the thing is nobody sounds like her. There's mm-hmm. no one that can sound like her. It's her voice is that unique. I and think. then have you? 
I there was a time, and by a time I mean like every couple weeks, where I just get on a huge Florence kick and watch all of her performances from like Lollapalooza and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, she knows how to just like command the audience her with just are her voice great. and like. It just seems like so much fun. I really, I, I need to see Florence. Yeah. I really like, and my mom's a big Florence fan too, so I want to hopefully one day go to see a Florence concert mm-hmm. with my mom. We'll see. I would love it. She came to Coachella a few years ago, and I think she like broke her foot or something mm. when she was performing. I'm pretty sure I was not there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. And she, she's a champ, man. She, I think she went. I think she might have went back out on stage. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, crazy. Yeah. So. Back from 2000s, early 2000s and into today, um, we've got some new releases to talk about. You can tell by the inflection in the How voice excited. that I'm very excited about um, all yeah. these new releases. I don't think anything we're going to talk about is as cool as uh, any of these albums <laughs> that we just went over, but, you know, we're going to talk about it. Um, so let's, talk, let's start with good. Do you want to start with good? What was good? Um, Expectations. Okay, that yeah. one was actually fine for me. Not gr- good, but yeah, we'll we'll start there. <laughs> Great. Um, so, expectations. The first full album by Haley Kiyoko, former like Disney star, former Velma from Scooby Doo, voice actress, former Gem in the Hologram. Um, the whole album, it's it. You can tell that it's it's a first album. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as strong or as confident as I feel like it could be. But lyrically, it's interesting. Um, Almost every song on here has some sort of, like, LGBT theme to it, or inspiration, rather. Um, Hayley Kiyoko herself being, like, a queer artist. And it's it's really good to just see that kind of, like, normalized in Mm -hmm. pop music um, in in recent years. And it's it's just good. Like, for that reason, it's important. Right. Um, Musically, it's not all, like, amazing. But I think What I Need and Mercy are two of the the strongest tracks here. I really liked uh, Mercy, Gatekeeper, mm-hmm. um, and Want to Be Missed. Yeah, Want to Be Missed. And I think XX was a, was a really good interlude. I, I, think I don't know. I was a fan. The Expectations Overture is like a really good introduction, too. Right. Um, so there's definitely like there's room for growth here. Right. And I'm really excited to see like what she does next. There's a good package here, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, yeah. And I definitely think it could probably only get better with time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Haley speaking, she could, I think her music will get better with time. And I agree with um, what y- you said about uh, if you liked melodrama, you'll like this. I think that's a pretty agreeable statement. Yeah, it's very much the same kind of theme. Um, not necessarily like it's not necessarily like as good as melodrama. Oh right, yeah, no, not the quality, because um, Lord can't be touched. But <laughs> but it's it's very similar. It's 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 that similar. Um, I feel like I, I don't want to like say dark journey. pop. Yeah, um, vibe. Anti pop. Yeah. Um, the anti pop pop album. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, and then we also had Rich the Kid. The world is yours. It seemed okay. It was fine. Um, like. First of all, before this, I had never heard of Rich the Kid. Right. But, like, he has features from a lot of, like, notable people on mm-hmm. this. Like, Kendrick's on it, Future's on it, Khalid is on it, uh, Rick Ross, Waitley, Offset, and Quavo are both on it. Um, there's a lot it's, here. There's, there's stuff here, um, and I think it kind of falls in the same category of, like, it could be really good at some point. 
Right. Like, his stuff, it's solid. It like, Yeah. The raps are nice. The flow is good. It's solid. The features are used effectively, and they don't overshadow his own work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not there yet. Right. I, I agree. And maybe if I gave it a, f- a, a few more listens, I could see it growing on me. But, like, as of now, I think New Freezer is probably the standout. Um, I, th- I think that's pretty solid. Even, like, obviously Kendrick's verse, Kendrick can make any song amazing. But even besides that, I think the song as a whole is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think same with, um, same with Haley. I, I think it can only get better from here. Um, um, and Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves is another thing that we listen to. And I mostly listen to it because everybody's been saying it's, like, the best album ever made, basically. I've heard a lot of things. And yeah. I do not agree. I don't but... get it. I just, <laughs> I don't understand what the hype is, really. It's like because... she made a pop album, but it's also country. Like old Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, um, which, obviously, there was a lot of hype over old Taylor Swift, too, so mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think it hits that same kind of itch, I guess, that kind of country pop but that's it's still accessible mm-hmm. it's not so far country that it's like people aren't going to listen to it right it's in that like spot um that like traditional kind of americana girl telling the story of of life on the plains <laughs> of montana or wherever she's from yeah i didn't um, there was nothing too notable for me about it and I, I don't really understand why people are like talking this up a lot but I could also see what people would like. Yeah, it, it has so, it has things I mean, to it. Like the from a production standpoint, there's definitely some interesting things in it. Like it's definitely not a traditional album mm-hmm. as far as pop and country goes. Um, oh, what a world! I liked Space Cowboy was pretty fine. Um, so it's like I get it. I get. I definitely get why people are gonna like it. But Velvet Elvis was fine too. Yeah, I, I just I don't see the it, like unprecedented critical acclaim. Right. Really. At least not yet. Maybe if I listen to it more, it'll grow on me. It's it's definitely exactly. Possible. I think um, I think with all these, the only thing that I delved into a lot was was the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. My dear melancholy comma. Yeah. Um. But before we talk about that, uh, Frankie Cosmo's vessel. It's fine. And that was fine. Um. I just wanted to throw that in there just to make sure that we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. It's before I go on my rant. It's more Frankie Cosmos. Yeah. It's um, very specific, like for Frankie Cosmos fans. I feel like. Um, it reminds me of, who is it? Julian Baker. Mm. I don't know. Am I wrong in comparing It's similar. That? It's like Julian Baker, Diet Sig. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of that Angel Olsen. It's like that, that vibe. Yeah. Um, and this one is just so like kind of specific to fans of that genre that it's almost alienating. Like you can't get into it unless you already like that album mm-hmm. or previous works from Frankie Cosmos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. I can see that. Um, so I guess now we can get into this rant. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend just came up out of nowhere and dropped an EP. Uh, My dear melancholy comma. My dear melancholy comma. I mean, it wasn't completely out of nowhere. Like he's been putting up those shady Instagram posts with like no <laughs> sound, like just like a video of him like making music. So like you kind of knew he was like a single was dropping or something was coming. And then like that cryptic screenshot of him saying, oh, should we just drop it Friday? I'm indifferent to BH or something like that. But like I thought, you know, I didn't really think he was just going to full on drop something without yeah. any real like any real advertising, I guess, or real announcement. Um, and I, when I thought it was going to be a full album the day that, because I follow 
I follow, what is it? It's a fan account, The Weekend Bible. Mm-hmm. And they tweeted that the album was coming for sure, to, like, this day or whatever, yeah. like, tonight. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, hyperventilating. I was like, I'm not ready for a full album. I'm not ready for this right now. I, I had no warning. Yeah. I'm not good with surprises. But when it was when I found out it was an EP, I, I calmed down a little bit. Yeah. But It's six songs. It's, um, it's, it's. Like, I don't even know how to describe it because, like, it's not like it's disappointing to me specifically because I don't, I already don't really like The weekend, but it's like, it could, this could have been much better than what we got, I think. I felt, it almost, I don't want to say that it felt like he didn't really try. It sounds, it feels like he didn't really try. it kind of feels like he didn't really try. And me, as somebody who is a fan of Weekend, I can say it's disappointing. (laughs) Um, And the thing is, is like a lot of people say, I know I remember Travis Scott was saying, and a lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, this is the Weekend going back to his trilogy days. This is what we wanted. This is, we wanted him going back to the dark R&B, like tortured drugs, like all that stuff. And it does. and that's not really what it was at all, yeah. I didn't think. Um, I could see why people might compare it to that, because it's not like... The bubblegum pop of Starboy. Lyrically, it's there. Yeah. Like, the, the, the drug-infused CD underbelly of The weekend's apparent life is, like, <laughs> it's there. It's present. Like, especially, especially like, in Privilege and um, uh, Call Out My Name, which, you know, spoiler, it's about Selena Gomez, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've established that. Yeah. <laughs> But put on our Sherlock Holmes caps and <laughs> investigate investigated that man. one. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. At one point, I think Abel was one of my favorite artists. I mean, do you want to hear a backstory? Sure. Okay, we're gonna get into. We're story already at fifty-seven time. minutes. Yeah. So right, okay, we'll so we're gonna get going. into story time here. Well, I'm just saying how I how I found him was. My brother and I shared an iTunes library, and it was, like, I was, like, in ninth grade, and it just, like, came up on my iPod, and I was, like, what is this crap? Like, this I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. But then somebody in my class, like, saw me listening to it, like, it, how it came up on my, like, iPod screen, mm-hmm. and, like, oh, my God, you listen to The weekend? That's crazy. Like, nobody listens to them. That's cool. And I was just, like... Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, yeah, I love, I love them. Like, did not even knowing that it was one person. I was like, yeah, they're great, aren't they? That sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. And also ninth grade. <laughs> yeah. But what I did, though, is I did go home, and I was just like, I'll really listen to this, I guess. And I fell in love. And I, I think since then... It's he... kind of like a fake it to the make it thing with a lot of my th- things that I like a lot. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> like, in eighth grade, um, kind of a similar story. I saw someone wearing a Chiodo shirt. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, you know, Shiotas, you don't listen to them? They're really cool. I'm like, no, yeah. I was just wondering where you got it. And then, like, looked around nervously. Um, and then listened to them. I'm like, this is there's too much screaming in this. What is this? And then I just kind of kept listening to it so that I would, like, eventually start to get into it. And then, like, vis-a-vis become a cool kid. Um but then I actually, like, ended up liking a lot of their stuff and a lot of the similar things in the scene. Like, right. Like Dance, Gavin, Dance and stuff. That's so. funny how that stuff works. Yeah. Trying to impress people <laughs> and then discovering some of your favorite bands and singers. It's yeah. great. Um, but, yeah, that's just my background story on that. Um, and, I mean, um, this is just, like, I'm saying this because I people are trying to compare this EP to Trilogy, and I don't see it. Um, I don't know. I think thematically it's there, but I don't think musically it is. Yeah, like, it's not that... It's just... It is... I guess it's darker. It's sadder 
than Starboy and um and Beauty Behind the Madness. But it's not I don't I don't agree with it. I think maybe he's going he's headed in the right direction if he keeps going in this direction. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll bring back that kind of cult following that he had, which sure. I think that's what it used to be with Kissland and Trilogy. I think it was more of a certain specific audience and and now it's it's, it's mainstream. It's mainstream, yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of feels like him trying to appeal to everyone. Yeah, and the thing is, is he doesn't have to. I think people, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks his early work is his best work. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he necessarily has to appeal to the masses. Um, I think, like, if he did go back to his old sound, I, don't, I think people would really respond well to it. Right. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'm, so I'm pretty indifferent about uh, My Dear Melancholy. I probably won't listen to comma. it again. Um, the yeah, comma, comma implies there's more to come. <laughs> Let's get into that, though, because what if, what if... There's the tea. Yeah, like, okay, so I'm really thinking that there could be a continuation, maybe, like, three EPs. Another the EP trilogy. trilogy. <laughs> but EPs this time. I don't know. I definitely think that it's insinuating that there could be more. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it's just a stylistic choice. Maybe it's like, just, like, the introduction of a letter. Right. Like, to my dear melancholy comma. Right. Then... Oh, that's good. I like that. I'm just rolling my eyes. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, some new singles as well. We got Cardi B with, um, is it Believe It? Believe Me? It's Be Careful. Be Careful. But you were Cardi close. <laughs> something. I knew it was something with a B. That's her thing. Yeah. Um, Body or Cardi. Bodic Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I didn't care for it. It's fine. I'm sure a lot of people will like it. Um, It'll be on the new album. And that's it. Like. I like. I definitely came late to the Cardi B party. I think, um, almost too late because now I don't really. I'm not like I'm not there. I don't. I don't feel it. I guess whatever I'm supposed to feel when I'm listening to this song, I'm not there. Yeah. It's like I get it's supposed to be like calling out troubled exes or whatever, and like that's fine. I get that. Like lyrically, it's cool, but like it doesn't go anywhere. Right. It's just like it for to me. It's just like. An intro, a verse, a bridge, and then another verse, and then that's it. Um, Bodak Yellow's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, like, and I talked about this last week with Dakota, how I purposely tried to avoid listening to Cardi B because I didn't want to like her for, I don't know, whatever reason. Because <laughs> you're just that indie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I like Barty or Cardi, and I, and I like Bodak Yellow. I don't really listen to her mixtapes that she dropped. Mm-hmm. She dropped quite a few, but, like... I didn't listen to that. I just know her hits. And mm-hmm. out of those, like, I'm I'm a fan, I guess. Yeah. We also got ASAP Rocky. Oh, that song is good. <laughs> song is good. And I wish I could remember what it was called. There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard you play it, and it sounded good. Is it better than, like, the last stuff that ASAP Rocky has done? Um, I wouldn't necessarily go that far. It's uh, Bad Company, by the mm. way. Um, cause I wasn't going to get away with just not knowing what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that, I thought it was really good. I would say it's on track okay. to being as good as at long last ASAP and, and long live ASAP. Although, you know, I would have to hear, I would have to hear the whole, a uh, whole album to be able to decide that. Right. I think with the package, with everything w- would decide that for me. Um, like cocky was really good too, which was also recently dropped with a bunch of features. Um, I mean, it, if his album that is going to be like this, I think it's going to be pretty good. Okay. So, you know, yeah. I guess that's my take on it. 
Um, Okra by Flower Boy also came. I mean, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator <laughs> came out. He's um, Flower Boy. He is, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. But um, it's a it's fine. It's I liked it. It's interesting. It's unique. But I can tell why it wasn't on Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really fit that same vibe. It's definitely more like cherry or. I was or about to say it's like one. Cherry Bomb. Um, yeah. I could definitely feel that vibe. But I liked I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely wasn't the the jazzy tone. No. That was on yep. Flower Boy, but still really good single. Um, I I'll still listen mm-hmm. to it and, and check the video it out. is cool. I like the video. Um, yeah, and then um, Why Oak sounds uh, released a single. It sounds like every indie oh, song it, ever made, but it, it sounds like it sounds like Frankie Cosmos. It sounds like Casey Musgraves. It sounds like almost everyone we yeah. listened to this week. It's called Lifer. Um, and apparently a new album is coming soon. Um, yeah, this week. So, so this, yeah, this Friday. Uh, yeah, get excited for the same indie stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, next week though, Cardi B's album Cali Ukas, which I'm very excited for. Right, I'm really excited for that one. Um, um Unknown Mortal, Mortal Orchestra. Orchestra. Yes, there's there's stuff. Yeah, there's stuff. There's definitely week. stuff to talk about next week. Um, to delve into. Um, um, how many times can I say um? A lot. <laughs> um, I don't think we're gonna have subverse this week yeah. on Wednesday because we have a panel. A panel NPR Student Day, um, but you can check us out on edinburghnow.com. Um, and we'll still we'll still make you a nice fancy Spotify playlist yeah. to like pretend like you were there yeah, to listen no, to us. I mean, our music will still be playing. To be fair, it just we won't be there. We won't be there. Um, and then you know we got our merch. Mm-hmm. Always check that out. Spreadshirt.com/slash Edinburgh now. Yep. And then check out our reviews in the Spectator. Mm-hmm. I wrote a review of um, "Off to the Races" by Jukebox the Ghost this week. Mm-hmm. It is the worst thing I've listened to <laughs> this year, and I'm so excited. Get ready for that scathing yeah. review. There's one really. The first song is really really good. And then everything else on it is garbage. So it's great. I love reading reviews of like bad albums. Yeah. I think that's I, my favorite I pastime. Pulled no stops <laughs> with this one, so get excited. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> that's, much it. I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening to where you've been listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate it a Here's lot. Thank you.